Dream. Believe. Achieve. When you are ready to level up 1720, the podcast for next level Christians. Welcome to the 1720 podcast. Have you ever had a hero? When I was growing up, I never idolized sports heroes or WWF wrestlers like all my friends. I was more of a Gene Roddenberry, Walt Disney kind of guy. They created worlds both physical and imaginary, worlds where there were happy endings, worlds where the best of humanity was on display. And that was all I had until I started attending Flatirons Community Church and discovered a man named Jim Burgeon. As the lead pastor, he taught me what Christian masculinity could look like. He even celebrated it. He taught me the healing power that a band of brothers and brutal honesty can bring. He and his vision are one of the reasons why 1720 exists. But with high pedestals come long falls. And this week, my hero took a tumble. Today, we will examine how a strong vision can impact both its followers and what it looks like when the power behind that vision falls. I hope you get something out of it. So Luke and I are... um are sort of former members of uh, Flatirons Community Church, and I know a lot of people who know me uh, actually listen to Flatirons Community Church online, and um, uh, my mom does, and and so does uh, so does some of my close friends. And was it? I guess it was uh, not not this most recent weekend, but last weekend, uh, Jim comes out and makes an announcement, and I got it. So so he he does a a video. He actually is not act act at the church, right? So he does this via video. And it is basically a, uh, I don't want to say it was a Dear John letter, but boy, it sure felt like one. Mm. It's a Dear John letter for the next six months for sure. Sure. I'm really sorry. Because um, I've let a lot of people down. Um, my wife's sticking with me, and, and this is just tough on her. Um, but I, I haven't been the husband I need to be. I haven't been the dad to Allie and Jordan. And their spouses and their kids that I, I want to be a good pop pop and um, and I I know some of you listen to this I have I have run over you and I've made you feel unimportant and I've made you feel uh, something very different than what God says is true about you and I'm I'm so sorry and so here's my ask for these next six months if you just pray for me and support me and the staff and, and leaders of this church um, I I'll, I'll, I promise I'll do all the work I need to do and I'll come back and, uh, and, I'll, and I'll be the leader that you deserve. I'm not that leader right now. Um, I feel very loved. I feel very well taken care of. Um, but I, I'll, I'll be back. Um, six months from now, uh, when I stand on this stage again, um, a lot of healing is going to take place. A lot of Learning is going to take place. A lot of listening is going to take place. I, I love you. I love this church. I love Jesus. I love Robin. I love my kids and my grandkids. Um, I love the stories I get to hear about what God's doing in this place. Um, and that's not over. And at some point during that video, he even mentions, uh, you know, I, I had planned to finish out this series, but I'm not, right? So, I mean, abrupt, and he's in the middle of a pretty big series. It was the women's series. And suddenly, he's not he's not going to be the pastor anymore. And... Um, that that hit me really hard. Um, it hit me really hard because, like I was saying, I come from very traditional churches, and I think even New Life was probably six degrees left of Assembly of God. I mean, there were there was a lot of, I mean, short of speaking a tongues part, uh, there was a lot of, you know, 
preaching from the stage, you know, I mean, um, that happened, you know, and, but new life or rather, uh, flat irons for me was the first church I thought that was really built on, on masculinity. I've, I've never seen a church like that. Yeah. And I think you made a good point. We were talking to our men's group, um, just the architecture of the church, fire, steel beams, plywood. I mean, just the way it's built is just screams manhood. And for me, um, I was just coming off of the military, right? So I was just coming out of the military, moved into Colorado or back to Colorado. And it was because of what the church was, I connected so well with them. They had a men's retreat that was, uh, it was called Uncommon, but it was, I would say almost military based. They had like the basic uh, boot camp series and they had like these military obstacle courses. And, but of course it was God laying this ministry for me to attend. It was great. Yeah, I think we actually, um, we met, you know, uh, I mean, not really, I guess that's where we really um, sort of met. I mean, you were in the same small group um, at one of the, so yeah, yeah, so they had like a little breakout sessions uh, and you were in that same breakout session. We were ultimately in the same cabin. That's how we ended up meeting Martin. So correct. I mean, that was, um, but but you just kept talking and I left. (laughs) Yeah. I have the ability to edit anything I want in or out of this podcast. So, uh, no, uh, no, but, but that's sort of where we met, but I was just blown away. I'd never been, uh, I'd never been to a men's retreat, I guess. Um, but the men's retreat was, it was manly. I mean, it was, uh, the one I went to, the first one I went to, I'd gone to two. Uh, the first one I went to, uh, we shot guns, Mm. uh, which I thought was super cool. Yeah. Uh, and we had a huge poker tournament. Yes. Uh, and I think I came in like third or, or no, I was in the top, uh, I was in the top five. I was last table. Yeah. Yeah. I was last table. And so I, I, um, I really, I really dug that. I'd never in my life been to anything like that. And it was really challenging. And I felt like, um, at that, that the first one I went to Jim was the main speaker and just his level of transparency was outstanding. He talked about uh, he talked about men's problems in a way that was just real. I mean, just really. I mean, I I don't think he embellished, but I don't think that he. I don't think he he didn't soften it up either. No, I think that was the first. At least for me, it was the first time where you know from the pulpit a lot of. Preachers will say a comment, and don't you feel the same way? And you're like, yeah, sure, but that. Yeah, if I lived a life of ministry yeah, and that's yeah, all I did was yeah, God stuff, yeah. sure, I totally can agree. I could totally but connect like, with you. You know, they always say, well, when you get angry in traffic, and everyone's like, yeah, we get angry in traffic. Like that whole general comment, we all can nod our head out. But the uncommon retreat where Jim from stage said some stuff, that was the first time ever I was like, Wow. Right. Me too. Like, yeah. no kidding. I, yeah, the T-shirt, Me Too, which was their slogan, actually m- made sense there, right? I, I got a sense from the stage that um, – I got a sense from the stage that they were – that they truly – Yeah. They truly believed, yeah. you know, and they truly dealt with uh, – uh, that the, the problems that they had were, like you said, they were – 
they were me too problems. You know what I mean? And uh, and so so it's funny you should say that. So at my my Assembly of God church, we left when the new pastor that they were grooming, um, his his big sin that he based a whole sermon on, and I'm not kidding you, was that he was in a hurry and frustrated with a with a woman in front of her at a grocery store. Mm. Bless him. Yeah, I couldn't help but think, oh my God, if if that's where you're at, me and you have nothing to talk about. Sure. Because I got some deep, broken, messed up stuff going on in my life. And, you know, if your pastor is supposed to be the guy who can um, who you can talk to about that stuff, I couldn't talk to that guy. But Jim, Jim I could yeah. talk to. And even though I never, I think I maybe shook his hand two, three times, uh, I did end up going on the, um, the crucible uh, retreat of which he was there. And again, just hyper transparent, probably more, actually much more so than at the men's retreat. Uh, And that just created an environment where you suddenly saw man after man get up and be honest and share. And one of the great things that are one of the big dividers that I think Satan does is uh, he's a, he's a, he's a pretty big fan of telling us that we are alone in our sin. Mm. I think that's one of his oldest tricks. It's one that he uses on a regular basis, and he and he just makes us feel like we're alone in our sin. And uh, and and after I left Crucible, and after I left that retreat, I I sort of I thought, man, no, I'm not alone. Not only am I not alone, but this is this is big issues for all men. And that created a sort of um, I don't know foxhole brotherhood, so to speak, with 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 Jim. And so, I mean, how were how did you take take the news? I mean, what what was your thought? Yeah, I was a little, um, I was a lot disappointed. Um, I don't think he's coming back at all. You can cut that out if you want. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to cut that out because I'm with you. I mean, I just think that is a very um, difficult thing to come back from. And, what you know, it's so funny. I've ran into several people from Flatirons who work at Flatirons yeah. and um, – <laughs> They've all, I, I don't know if they gave out a card as to what you're supposed to say, I'm but sure. they have all said, it's not the man that makes the church. Mm, um, really? Yeah. The, okay. So I agree. It's not the man that makes the church of sure. God's church. Sure. There are many men that make up God's church, but I got to tell you, I think it, that man makes up flat irons. Yeah. And if they think that, um, if they think that that's easily replaced, um, I'm not really sure what that says. I mean, I get it. I, I under, again, I understand that you're supposed to say, "Hey, it's not, it's not just one man. It's, it's all of us." But, and and you know, you don't want to have a quote unquote cult of personality. I don't have a cult of personality. Like if Jim went off the wagon and started drinking and stuff, I'm not going to be like, "Woohoo! Sure. It's time to go party." Uh, but I did go because he said things that were that no other pastor said and he said it in ways that I could that I could I could really connect with. Sure. And I I'm curious on how they judge his performance or you know, I don't know how the hierarchy of the church works, but um I know like that's how this conversation started. I know they're not the one of the fastest growing churches anymore and I don't know if he's rated upon that, but I mean that's a huge stress like what a not a burden, but what a responsibility to carry of continually looking at the numbers and how the church is expanding or not expanding and how many campuses are you planting and all that other stuff. 
if he doesn't come back, those are huge shoes to fill. And I don't know if any current staff member has the ability to fill those shoes. I think they'd have to hire with outside. Yeah. Um, I don't know that you can, but it, but the actually, I know you couldn't fill gym shoes. When, when Scott left uh, Nichols, which if you have never listened to Scott Nichols preach, please go find him. I think he's at like Southland Community Church or something like that. Look up Scott Nichols online. He he was phenomenal, and he was a great bookend to Jim because he just brought a different tone, but they still both of them still brought extreme masculinity to the stage, mm-hmm. and it was modeled in a way that uh, you could be, you know, masculinity is so often modeled in fast cars, booze, and women, mm-hmm. and now you've got two men up there modeling masculinity in a way that didn't have any of that stuff, but still made it such an aspirational goal. I mean, they, sure. uh, you know, and um, uh, so no, I don't think anybody can. I don't. I don't know that anybody could fill Jim's shoes. Um, I I I hate to say that, yeah. and but I don't think I don't. I don't see how he comes back. I I, I just yeah. um, it's it's heartbreaking. It is, and I think the way and maybe I'm looking too deep in it, but the way that he delivered the message was it was revealing. You know, they are in the business of delivering messages, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, community support messages, obviously the church service they provide every week. And that one wasn't fluid. It was it, not fluid. It, it, he seemed exhausted. Exhausted and emotional. Yeah. And then, um, you know, that's a church that has a lot of, um, I, I would say like new to faith um, people in its congregation and so not a lot of people know what a sabbatical is, I would assume, right? Right. Um, and so they had a great opportunity to say, here's what a sabbatical is. Here's why we do it. Here's how the what the Bible says about it. Here's why Jim's doing it. Like He could have personally delivered all of that. But he made it clear that it was a disciplinary action. That's oh, why my gosh. He is. And then for him to say, like, I won't be attending church for six months, and that also hurts. It's yeah. Like, so it – makes it clear that he's not allowed to step back into church. And I know we're not supposed to like guess at this stuff, but it feels very HR oriented. I mean, I, I, you know, I just, I've worked in the HR industry before and things that end in like a cutoff like that, just a hard cut are almost always HR related. And Mm -hmm. it's just, I hate, I hate to think that that's the case. And maybe he did pop off at somebody he wasn't supposed to, but I mean, quite frankly, I think uh, I've met some of the leadership at the church, and I could see how there would be disagreements about vision and execution, sure. because he executes at such a high level yeah. uh, that I'm sure he absolutely demands that from everybody he works with. But you brought up an interesting point earlier that I think is worth exploring, which is, is it, I mean, should that be the goal of the church, to to grow all the time? Is there some point in which you say, growth is enough? I mean, are we, you know, because they were opening up another Brighton campus sure. and uh looked like that was going to be, you know, I think the pastor, they're actually going to pull back to help run main campus now. Yeah. was going to go to Brighton yeah. campus and work yeah. that. And, uh, uh, and he's been doing a lot better, I think. Sure. Uh, but, you know, he's still no, he's still no, unfortunately, oh my God, who, who would want to follow Jim? But he's no Jim. Sure. And, uh, but they pulled him back and, and so they were opening up another campus. I think I think there was plans to do another one. They had done a school. I mean, at what point does a church just be? I mean, so Joel Olstein, mm. which is someone that I listen to on a relatively regular basis, 
He lit- his church is literally the former compact center. Oh yeah, that's right? right. Like it's that's literally right. the former compact center, and he packs that thing out. Yeah, now that's impressive. What does that mean? Is that a bad thing? Does I mean surely uh, Paul, one of the original uh, creators of the Church of, of Rome, like I mean, surely he could have never envisioned that there'd be sixty, you know, twenty, twenty, thirty thousand people getting together every Sunday yeah. under the under the um, the tutelage of one pastor. I mean that can't can actually be that can't actually be something that that anyone had ever envisioned. So what's the purpose? What's the purpose of a church like that? I mean, is it really unlimited growth? And should 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 he have felt the pressure if the numbers start to drop off? Because I remember that four months, I think it was about four yeah. or five months ago, the man comes on stage again, exhausted mm. and just apparently very depressed about what's going on and 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 then he reveals what that thing is and it's that the numbers have started to drop yeah. off but how much i mean what's the saturation point and what, what should should the goal of the church be just to grow unlimitedly and if i remember right that's when they did like their big technology push so you know you, yeah and that was the other thing too it's like okay so you're not having someone sit in pews or rows or whatever but I know a lot of people that watch online. We have a very good friend that they watch every Sunday online, like yep. in their theater room or whatever. Like that's what they do, and it's you know comfort of their home and and so that I wonder that number's not getting calculated. I wonder. You know, there's so many things we could we could speculate about sure. because I'm right there with you. I mean, one of the things that I know that Jim was was really opposed to, which was small groups. I mean, he was hardcore, a no small group pastor. And for the longest time, a church of 15 plus thousand people had no functioning small group concept. It was strictly, and then suddenly out of the blue comes this, well, we learn in, we learn in rows and grow in circles or whatever it was. And it was this movement towards, uh, towards having small groups. And that just felt from, from, and I don't know, you know, Jim and I obviously never chat about this stuff, but that just felt really artificial, and like he doesn't yeah. really, never really bought into that. And I wonder, I wonder if just the church is sort of going a different direction, and he's trying to continue to be the thing he built it on. And I hate that because yeah. I tell people all the time: on, on and when your business is growing, don't get off the horse that got you there. Absolutely. Like if excellent customer service is what made you a company to be reckoned with, you don't you don't stop doing that, right? I mean, that is that's what you do, and. Uh, oh, that was the other thing. They stopped doing the men's group or the men's retreat. That was taken off the table. Yeah. The women's retreat, and supposedly because of um, it was just too popular, hmm. uh, they couldn't you know they couldn't have enough of them for people. I like, oh my god! I, yeah. It's a bum- tell any other business line that your product is too popular. Yeah. So stop. Making yeah, you it. should stop killing it, right? And like, I guess people were frustrated that they couldn't make, and you had to be on the button. Yeah. It was like buying a freaking yeah. the hottest concert ticket on the yeah. planet. You had to be on the button if you wanted to get in, get in and get your ticket. But you know, okay, who cares? Look at what that one, uh, uh, that one uh, retreat did for us. Yeah, life changing. Life changing. So I think it was back to what you were saying. The we were talking about this earlier at a different topic, but a lot of mega churches. You know, we were reviewing the top one hundred churches in the United States, and kind of you were prodding between the different services of of their online content and it's a lot of the same, right? Different location, a lot of the same message. I'd be curious if Flatirons felt they had to follow that. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. It is. Let's say it's eighty percent the same. Um, the same, right? It's you know, it's a sure. darkly lit backdrop. You know, it's got the big screens. It's got the amazing, uh, at least secular, uh, and uh, highly relevant music. Yeah. Um, it's got the charismatic pastor who wears his shirt untucked. That's right. Um, jeans, jeans. No oh, jeans for sure, right? Uh, you know, it's it's that. But the thing about it is, is that is as much of of that part of Flatirons was similar. Jim was different. Yeah. I mean, he was like Magpul T-shirt, right? Like yeah. because and not because some stylist told him that Magpul T-shirts are the hot new item. Sure, uh, arguably. For a big chunk of our church, which pulls from Boulder County, I would assume probably not the most uh, amazing, exciting topic for those guys, right? Sure. They would not identify with a Magpul brand. Yeah. Uh, but he did it because he liked to go shoot. I mean, mm-hmm. that was just something he enjoyed doing. And so he wore those He wore those types of things. He, he wore T-shirts. He, uh, uh, he just was he, – he was him. And when you go and you look at all the other top fastest-growing churches, you don't see – Another gym. I do see another of the same pastors that are there. There's, there's a, there's definitely a, a pattern, uh, but you don't see another gym. And yeah. and even as we grow Gateway Church, that is one of the things that I keep really, uh, me and Will keep having long conversations about. Is who are you? What makes you different? And who who are you talking to? Who's your audience? Mm. Because uh, there are if it, if it was just a need for a church, there are lots of churches. There are lots of churches with empty pews. Arguably, there are enough churches with empty pews that everybody who wants to go to church in Colorado could probably find a church to go to. Sure. Uh, but what makes a what what makes you deserve to exist as a church uh, beyond the fact you're just doing the work of God? Well, so is everybody else. And in some ways, you may be pulling Christians from another church. Yeah. <laughs> right. You may be weakening one church in order to strengthen your own. If you really want to grow the church, you need to have a unique message that is totally different. Uh, and in a place, I think I think Will told me like ninety two percent of Coloradans are unchurched. I mean, it's some insanely yeah. high number. It may be that may be too high, but that's but it's very extremely high. Th- that's your target audience, and so I think one of the reasons why uh, Flatirons grew so quickly is if you went in and it was truly it was different, even amongst the uh, uh, the, the churches that are you know fast growing, sec- you know very not secular, secular, uh, very seeker friendly. You know, amongst that group of people, it was unique amongst that. And the unique thing was Jim. Mm. And so I agree. It's a church. It will probably survive beyond Jim as a person. But I think I said, uh, I think I told you guys, I said, it's sort of like Apple without Steve Jobs. Apple without Steve Jobs, still a phenomenal church, still a phenomenal company. They have 50 some odd billion dollars in cash sitting around. They could screw it up for the next 10 years and still exist. Mm -hmm. Um, But is it going to be... Is it ever going to be that the, the spark that was Steve Jobs is gone? And it's clearly gone in their products. It's clearly gone in what they're building. And I'm just, I worry that Flatirons um, ha- will have the same issue. Um, and and I don't know what the answer is. Uh, I mean, can Jim be Jim forever? I mean, obviously not. So that's my question to you. Jim's gone for six months. He comes back. He's rested. What do you want to see him come back as? Another pastor of a smaller church. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'd love to see him come back and just and start over. Hmm. Let Flatirons be Flatirons and him him get another another time at bat, another opportunity to um 
to do something, to do something interesting. I mean, what an opportunity. I mean, to still have that infrastructure and yeah. the reach that Flatirons does. Yeah. But to have a, even if it's a new outlook on life or whatever. The, yeah. The, the problem is, though, I don't think that, uh, I don't think Jim needs a new outlook at life. I think there's an alignment issue. And, mm. and if he came back totally different, I don't, the church isn't going to have gone, become totally different in those yeah. six months he was gone. So. <laughs> So I don't, I don't know what, like I said, I don't know what, I, I don't know what the future is, but I was, what Flatirons was to me was that it proved that a masculine based church could exist and thrive and grow. And I didn't know that was possible. As a result, uh, 1720 comes along. And as you can see, we're obviously, you know, we're obviously pro masculine. I mean, we we, we believe in strong men and, um, yeah, so I think, um, uh, you know, masculinity and masculine-based churches really took a hit. I think this was a big loss. And um, Jim, wherever you are out there, buddy, man, we love you, and we are honestly praying for you. And if if your path is is away from the church and the ministry, you know, you don't owe us anything. You've given us so much over the past uh, seven years that we've attended the church, and uh, I just want you to know that you've done you've done amazing things and you've changed lives and. Uh, you can be done, man. You can go rest if that's what you need to do and go yeah. spend the time with your family. There's no absolute must for you to come back, um, but we'd love to see you. And uh, we cer- we certainly hope that this rest um, hits its mark. Absolutely. And um, that he find that you find you find your way back. Mm. You know, this is what from from sitting in the pews. This is what it looks like. And um, again, just pray for Jim and pray for the church. And uh, we hope that uh, we'll see. Um, We'll see how it turns out. If, uh, however, this is the first time you've ever heard the name Jim Virgin or Flatirons Church, uh, please go online and find all of their uh, archive of just phenomenal mm. messages. Yeah, just deeply inspired, great stuff, and uh, just go check that out. I think you'd get a lot out of it. And uh, if not, have a uh, have a have a merry Christmas. Oh wait, it's the wrong season. Fourth uh, of July is coming up. Yeah, for, have a have a happy Fourth of July. Uh, I'm certain we'll have some podcast out between here and there, but uh, thanks for listening and uh, have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with us. If you have not already, subscribe to our podcast and remember to leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play. Each positive review raises our rank and exposes this content to people who would probably not normally hear it. You can find links to all of our social media pages, YouTube channel and iTunes and Google Play at 1720.org forward slash podcast. This is also a great way to share our content with anyone who you think would benefit from it. Finally, be sure to follow our page on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 1720.org and subscribe to our newsletter at 1720.org. Thanks, and we'll see you again next week.